0: And now, here's your host, Sheila White.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. I am so excited to be in studio today with a great, great friend, Mr. Chris Parker. He's the candidate for District 4 Joliet City Council. He's born and raised right here in the city of Joliet, Illinois, to Deborah Parker and Terry Evans. And Parker, uh, they grew up on the east side of Joliet called The Hill. We all know about The Hill. We're from The Hill as well, otherwise known as Forest Park area. His grandfather, Mr. Durol Parker, owned several laundromats on the east side of Joliet. And this is where Parker sparked an interest in entrepreneurship and his love for people and public service. Now, today, he is the vice president and director of community banking and the commercial banking division's vision of regional bank. He is known throughout the Western Chicagoland area as one of the leading African-American bankers working in economic and private communities. He has had successful tenure and leadership within the community banking space for nearly 15 years. Community banking has led him to realize his passion for people and their financial success. Christopher Parker serves as chairman and president of the Will County African-American Business Association, also known as ABBA, and member of ComEd's Community Adversary Council. He's formerly served as the Greater Joliet YMCA as board member, council chair, and annual giving gala co-chair and Budget Finance Committee member. Parker has served as Economic Development Commission Chairman for the Village of Maywood, and he also has served as Board Chairman for Autism Awareness Agency in Forest Park. For over a decade, he has served in his local church, Redeemed Enrichment Ministries in Joliet, Illinois, as Deacon and Financial Administrator. A Joliet native, Christopher attended Joliet West High School, Joliet Junior College, and has since gone on to attend Cornelia University, where he studied business management and organizational leadership. He has completed a paid internship with Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, where he studied communications and organizational leadership with the top recreational company in the world. He has used those skills to propel his finance, banking and community development. Parker decided to expand his public service in running for district four city council because he believed he was one of the only candidates that could rally the various communities to achieve collective impact. He believes equity, economic development can be strong springboard to less crime, job creation, and quality of life. Parker is the man of faith and believes that this session, this season in time, has led to a higher level as he intends on rallying the district for a united vision. He is married to Takara Parker and they have one dog named Crockett. Okay. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Mr. Parker.
0: So glad to be here. So glad to be here. And I'm just really looking forward. To, an, to for an opportunity to really just speak to to the hearts of people today.
1: You know, we go back a while, you know, and, and um, there's a lot of people that don't know your story. You have a backstory. I know that, you know, where you grew up, we talked about Forest Park and things like that, but tell us a little bit more about your early days, you know, growing up, what was that like? What were some of the things that you saw that just started to move your heart that you can remember?
0: yeah i mean so you know growing up forest park mm-hmm. um forest park otherwise known at hill at the time mm. had two different um uh housing projects uh one within two miles away or a mile or two away and then on the other side it was another uh housing project and so you know growing up um in 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 that particular side of town mm-hmm. um you quickly learn that people feel a certain way about on where you live and, and where you stay at. And wow. I think that piece is very important because, you know, when you look at people that make these, um, make these, uh, um, uh, presume that mm. you are, you know, a product of your environment, yes, yes. Um, they, they never believe that people mm. that have lived in those particular, um, environments can mm. actually come and and mm. end up growing into, um, a very productive uh citizen wow. um not only that's help that's looking to help change the local area but also um the state and even uh, hopefully uh change the world wow. and i think when you start talking about the um, the actual being raised on mm-hmm. um, here, what that really means. Right. Yeah. So what you, what I, what I didn't realize that I, you know, realize a little bit now is I realized that growing up in that area, mm. um, we didn't have as much as, um, as, what, as later on, we would find out other people may have had. Yes. Um, we, we did not have a real close access to a grocery store mm. with fresh food and, and fresh vegetables are wow. so important um and and what we did have was we mm-hmm. had access to these convenience stores, yeah, um, where we got our candy from, and mm-hmm. we didn't know we were pouring all this <laughs> sugar in us, but we but we had you know, we had each other. we found a way to learn how to coexist is where I always tell a story. um, me and my siblings, um i I'll call the Parker clan, um, uh, we would play in the yard and and we would literally play helicopters, so you would put sticks in the ground and and then you would act like you're, you know, we're flying all oh over the world. Gosh. You know, one of the things I love about being born and raised in Forest Park is you learn how to have this imagination yes, yes. that life outside of where you're at is, is, is different. It's yeah. more robust and yeah. you get to experience the world. And so, um, you know, through, through, um, you know, in full transparency at the time, mm-hmm. um, through the gunshots being, mm-hmm. um, sounding off and through, you know, being in the middle of, of, you know, of mm-hmm. different. Um, uh, environments where wow. just people just were living mm. what they felt like was their yeah. best life in, in, in those communities yeah. impoverished communities, communities wow. where wow. a lot of individuals, um, at that time lived and made the best out of it. One mm. of the things I can tell you that that has been a springboard to my passion mm-hmm. is how do we make sure that there is equity ev- in every part of our town to make sure that individuals, no matter where you live at, mm. you have access to to uh, you know a safe mm. community. Yep. You have access to you know food and, and making mm. sure that there's no food deserts in our town, um, wow. and just access to eco- real economic development. Yeah. So we can all feel safe going out and participating in our town. Wow. So a lot came from being born mm. and raised from um from the hill we call it before Spark yeah. Community. But in my in my honest opinion, humble opinion, I wouldn't have changed anything about it because it is it is a part of who i am today
1: and you know, it's really important you said that because your environment, a lot of people think where they're born in this environment, it's in Proverbs, there's, there's crime, there's um not oftentimes like running water and a lot of things I know when I grew up on the hill, there was not even running water in the park that we lived in. And so a lot of people look at you and they, they put a judgment on you. Well, they're not going to be anything. They're not going to, um they don't have a father in the home. Um, There's, you know, they're just out there in the streets. And like you said, candy was almost like food. I mean, we get That's candy. Right. <laughs> and it's That's like, right. forget about lunch. Yep. You know, it was like, if we had that, that was happiness. That was yep. the type of happiness. But we didn't oftentimes see the impoverished areas because mm-hmm. it was just a part of growing up. And so it's really important You when you said that, that, you know, the economic, that sparked something in you, you know, not having grocery stores like a Whole Foods to go to, you know, having to go so far just to a convenience store mm-hmm. to get your basic necessities mm-hmm. is really important. And so, That is really key that just because your environment that you're you're raised in or born into doesn't have to be your final existence. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people just kind of keep you there Mm -hmm. knowing what you know today Mm -hmm. and who you are today. um, What would you have said to your younger self if you could have looked back? Because now you're very successful. You're an entrepreneur. You run a number of different businesses. You're helping a lot of people with these problems that you grew up in. You've turned the answer. You have the answer now. So what would you would have said to your younger self back in those days to help you to just keep on keeping on on the days where... You know, it's cold and we got one pair of shoes and one coat. We don't have like five different winter coats and things. Mm -hmm. What would you have said to your younger self back in those days? Well, man,
0: a number of things. and I'll try to make this really, really quick. But I think that one of the the, the top things that I would have told my younger self is literally live beyond fear, Um, live beyond fear. And so what happens is, is when you're in certain environments Mm. and um, sometimes fear cripples you. You know, the fear of going outside and we were playing basketball. I mean, our mm. house on California, which is my grandmother's home, mm. um, that Mr. Parker uh, the, of Parker's Liner he actually built the home mm. some odd 50 years ago. And um, one of the things wow. that I remember is going outside, you know, cars, run, you know, driving so quickly passes while we're outside playing basketball. Mm and not want to leave the block and and mm. just you know just making sure that that I wish that um I would tell my younger self to make sure that we we took the time out to explore yeah. everything that was outside of what was in in front of us wow. uh because those are the things that to me uh allow me to dare uh mm. and dream outside mm. of what what I only knew for wow. a long time you know years ago when I remember is Um, literally, I mean, mom kept us in church a lot. And so all of a sudden one day it's time for us to start going to school and we were Mm. bused to the West side. And this was your, uh, my first encounter of seeing other people that necessarily didn't look like me Um, and then, and then engaging and talking to people that, that don't look like you, you understand Mm. that there's a whole different world out there. Um, and those are the things that help really, um, start to, start to, um, to really, Uh, Mm. allow me to look introspectively to see what is it that I, that I could afford to do outside of what I've been seeing. And so I really just think that when it's all said and done, that fear factor is is very powerful. Uh, And sometimes not, not having the fear not to be exposed or to do something outside the box is just so um, Mm. it's so critical to, to young people that live in impoverished communities to just, just keep living yeah. um past the fear and, yeah. and to identify all the opportunities that you can take advantage of because yeah. this same african-american kid that we're talking to today yeah. um that's running for district Four city council i lived on the hill mm-hmm. went to jjc and got accepted on an internship to yeah. live in florida wow. for a year that really broke so many barriers and also wow. Allow me to experience something I had never seen out, outside of, uh, of what I what I thought I knew mm-hmm. all along. So um, wow. that's what I would say to, to to my to my younger self.
1: And, you know, when you talk about fear, you know, fear has a holographic grip mm-hmm. and growing up and seeing some crime or seeing different things going on, listening to the news. A lot of young people today, they're they're They have this fear Mm -hmm. Of just Mm -hmm. even older people just walking down the street, Mm -hmm. um, seeing things that are happening, seeing some of the um, brutality that's happening Mm -hmm. in the police force, and Mm -hmm. seeing some of the uh, systematic racism, Mm -hmm. it makes a person not want to move forward in their Mm -hmm. dreams and in their visions. And so, when you say that, it's very, very important to know how to break a loose Mm -hmm. and to be able to say, "I can Mm -hmm. do, get my dream. I can Mm -hmm. go farther. I Mm -hmm. don't have to just stay right here." Mm -hmm. So that is really important to address that because a lot of people are trying traumatized mm-hmm. because they've been so poor. And then when they go to another area, like you saying being bused to another area, mm-hmm. there's better schools. You see nice homes mm-hmm. as you're riding through there. That helps you to realize this is, I'm not from here. You know, this is a whole nother life mm-hmm. out there. So it's really, really important mm-hmm. to Help young people to understand just because you're born in a situation or circumstance doesn't have to be your outcome. And when you talk about the fear, that's still gripping a lot of people today, different ages across the African-American board, black and brown people. They have different fears because they don't think it's for them because they grew up being disadvantaged, impoverished and things like that. So that's really important, which which brings me Mm To an important point, I know that you were involved as a um, independent associate with Legal Shield, mm-hmm. and then when we were growing up, mm-hmm. it seems like we didn't know anything about legal, mm-hmm. nothing about mm-hmm. law. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was just mom and dad or grandma or whatever, and whatever happened, we didn't even know. How did they go through all of those different things Absolutely. that were going on? But now, as adults, we're faced with different types of problems. What were some of the things that drew you to wanting to help people um, as a representative in this particular area? Because everything is there's so much going on and you could just pick any person and find out what's going on in their life and represent them or give them a resource. What drew you to that situation? Because um, like I said, most people don't know where to go. They don't know how, and they can't afford Mm -hmm. to get that representation. So talk to us a little bit about that part of your life. So
0: yeah, this is something my wife and I is very, very, very near and dear to us. Mm. Um, We realized to your point that most of us um, never have had access to an attorney because we cannot afford the 400 to 500 uh, bucks an hour um, legal fees that comes along with when you need an attorney for right. situations that you really, really do, um, need representation for yes. one of the things that happened that really, really brought us really, mm. um, um, a little closer to home to this is, mm-hmm. um, we went on a trip. Um, and this is, this is uh, probably sometime, maybe, uh, 12 years ago or 10 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Um, we went on a trip and we stayed in, in what we thought was a very decent, um, hotel. Okay. Um, and, and I won't say the name, but that hotel, it was in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and we encountered, um, bed bugs at this hotel. Um, and it was such a very weird situation cause we've never experienced it before. Mm. Um, but very quickly we found out and started doing research. Like, what are these things? Like what? Ooh. And so long story short, um, the, the hotel yes. was really, um, they were really not willing to work with us. They did allow us to move. They will only allow us to move into another room, but we, we know now that, um, you know, the bed books travel very, very quickly. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, and so, so for us, it was, you know, standing there, and we had paid for a whole week in advance, but they were just not willing to work for us until mm. we had a friend of ours mm. that introduced us to legal shield and we got the legal shield um uh, uh, uh legal shield membership and long okay. story short yeah. we call legal shield we, we were able to send them a letter um to from our legal from our attorney okay um and and then we really we got um all of our money back mm. we got luggage and i mean we just really we got what was due to us because right. the hotel did not have measurements in place to mm. counteract these bed bug situation wow. and ever since then you know, we run into other situations where we needed to have representation. legal representation, yeah, and in yeah. our minds, we're like, "Wait a minute! Mm-hmm. There's a small amount of fee that you did you you know that you pay, wow. um, and then you have this representation. You can yeah. call an attorney. I mean, just imagine! What wow, you talked about, um, wow. and and what I'm what I'm trying to make sure that it, it, you know everyone knows is there mm-hmm. there's a spectrum of what you'll need you know legal advice from in yeah, life yeah so yeah. we were starting my mom was um mm-hmm. has had his own uh, cleaning company okay. we were looking to make that uh and turn it into a yeah. uh llc and just oh, really okay. put you know okay. put a board to it and, yeah, and yeah. really strengthen yeah. the, the governance yeah. of it well we wanted to make sure it was done right and we okay. wanted to make sure that we had the right tools and resources. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We picked up the, the phone call. We called our attorney with Legal Shield, mm-hmm. and he spent probably an hour or two on us going through, making sure we had everything that we wow. needed to get our wow. company where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And literally two years later, the company probably had somewhere in between a seventy-five percent net growth over a uh, year over year. Uh, and it is, it is to me because we, we did things the, right, did it way. the right way, we yeah. formed and yeah. we got the right advice. Yeah. We knew we needed a, a step A, B and C right. to help us to get, to get where we need to go. And so, wow. uh, we, my wife and I, we, we, we literally swear by legal shielding and hope that, wow. um, you know, of uh, many people will, will learn about legal shielding and can get that access.
1: You know, that's so important. And that is really, um, a key because that wasn't years ago, people didn't even know about something like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when there was problems, people were trying to get advice from different people and not knowing what to do. And a lot of people did suffer mm-hmm. because they didn't mm-hmm. have the right information. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about ABBA. Mm-hmm. african-american business association mm-hmm. which i know that is a passion for you yes ma'am. um why what is the direction that you are trying to take this organization to and what are some of the goals because i know there's economic development mm-hmm. um there's so many things that you want to do in the vision that you have for this organization so what are some of the goals that you have for this particular community um with the abba association
0: absolutely i think what's important to know sheila is you got in order to know where we're going, you got to know a little bit about where we've been. Mm. So we've partnered for the last five, almost five and a half years with the Joliet region chamber. Okay. Um, in, in really allowing our roots to really become strong and anchored in the community. Okay. Um, and so, so the last five years we've mm. been forming, developing and building, mm. building committees, building, mm. you know, building our name. And so yeah. as of last year, mm-hmm. um, we were at a point to where, um, we sat down. We met. We worked with the Joliet, a regional chamber, mm-hmm. and we literally decided to take all pretty much all of last year to okay. really now step out and form our own five hundred one c six c six wow. uh, a business organization, so that way we can have we can strengthen our capacity and mm-hmm. bandwidth to serve yeah. our yeah. business community. Mm-hmm. And so, when you work to build something, mm-hmm. uh, and you're in this infancy stage, you're all you're looking at the the who, what, when, where, how, and and who do we connect with, and how mm. do we make an impact? And what do exactly. we do next? And so we we had some opportunity where we had some strategic planning sessions. We invited mm. community members out. We okay. listened to them. We yeah. had we brought out some strategic planning consultants to really talk mm. about the next five years. Yes. And yes. so now we've gone through all of that. Mm. Now in December, we formalized, and now this is our real first full year wow. where we're really ABBA. Um, change is focused from Joliet to add on yeah. our work to, to service all of Will County. Mm. What we realized from our, our, our strategic planning, mm-hmm. our uh, evolving, um, um, having sessions to where okay. our business owners would come in and we would talk to those listening sessions. What I found out is a lot of our towns are very, so much close together. And we all are looking oh, for the exact same thing for support and that's to be true. able to grow our P&L. Yeah. And so ultimately what we've f- decided to do is let's have a county perspective. Let's really have a county reach and let's start, mm. let's start moving this thing from Joliet, who is, mm. who is, who is, uh, 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 you know, known as kind of the center yeah. of Will County. But then how do we start working with some of our other partners in Bolingbrook and Lockport and Chris Hill, yes. some of these other places I have black business owners that mm. really need the support. Need to need the technical assistance, and so the question that you ask is, "Where are we going?" Where are Excellent we going? question. Yes. So the board, after we've got done mm-hmm. going through the strategic plan, what the one of the biggest things that that you can look for for mm-hmm. our uh, organization is, we are looking to make sure that Will County is the most equitable, fair, diverse, and supportive business mm-hmm. community for for Black Americans or in black local citizens within Will County Mm -hmm. that we've ever seen before. Wow. That's where we're going. And so what does that mean? Right. Mm -hmm. That means we have to look at policy. We have to make sure that policies are, are really affixed to make sure that um, the black entrepreneurial experience Mm -hmm. is that of, you know, one that will make it easier to do business in Will County. That's one. So that Mm -hmm. means we have to go through working with the city government to look at the red tape, how do we work to make sure and massage and make sure that it's, mm. it's easy yeah. from an equitable lens? Okay. Well, when you look at the budget of, 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 of the city and in the county, mm-hmm. well, how do we make sure that there is intentional budget line items mm-hmm. that will dictate that, that Will County is looking to make sure minority participation yeah. is important for some of these major and also small mid-sized projects that's wow. going on? Well, you have to have an organization mm-hmm. that's willing to step up and and, and convene. Have Mm. conversations, work, work um, parallel with leaders, um, governmental leaders to to really not we're not looking to knock a door down. Mm -hmm. I believe that the best way of doing this is we're going to collectively build a door and Mm -hmm. make sure we can walk through that door easily to be fair and make sure this county is moving from an equitable lens. That's really what we're looking for. Wow. We just had a MLK um, um, breakfast. Yes. That yes. was phenomenal. Yes. We were blessed to have the uh, the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives here, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Chris Welch, that lent his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, uh, of course, Judge Vincent Cornelius that yes. lent his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had- uh, Ernest um, Krim, I know. Yeah, Ernest Krim was yes. our moderator. It yes. uh, just really, um, you know, it was just really Dr. the Farmer. Mm-hmm. And there was just so much that happened. Yeah. But what that what that represented uh-huh. was we can come together, yes. we could celebrate each other, yeah. and we can also come together to really focus on what our community needs mm. and gain the support from the different entities and governmental groups aside. We can do this together and we don't wow. have to do it alone.
1: You know, that brings me to this most important part that I'm just kind of wringing my hands about. You hit on so many different nuggets when you're talking about not just, you know, working within Will County area and branching people together, but your newest endeavor running for District 4 Councilman. Let's talk a little bit about that, because this is the reason why you are so charged and wanting to make a difference, not only just in this community, but like you said, in the whole entire Will County, but bringing people together together. On a, on a different scale, working at that government level, what does that mean to you? And let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you would like to see for the community in at large in that district.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, it is such an honor to serve people. <laughs> yes, that is yes. above anything else is the real reason why I'm running. You know, not only does my grandmother, my uncle, my mom, my brother, my sister, they all live in this district. And we've lived in this district for the most part for all of our lives. Wow. I want to make sure that not only my family, but your family, but the families in District 4 has a chance to see District 4 in its mm. greatest days. Wow. And what does that mean? You know, one of the things that I look at is when I look at from an economic development standpoint, mm. when I watch, when we all watch Silver Cross mm. go from Joliet to new Linux, right? Got it. Understood. Things happen. Things change. Right. But where was the planning process around what do, what happens with that mm. site, yeah. the Silver Cross site now, right for for the for at least the past number of years it's just been been demolished, vacant demolished, and just yeah. and nothing's yeah. been there right yeah, yeah. and of course we have the va that's further in the yeah, back there yeah. but there is opportunity for us to really sit here mm-hmm. and strategize and see what the community needs to see on that space there. that's one of the things we're looking at from an economic yeah. development standpoint mm-hmm. looking at we understand that there's a whole hobo road project that's helping with some of the mitigants around the trucking traffic. Yes, yes. We understand that there's also um, there's uh, the mayor just announced there, mm-hmm. the uh, the steel mill site yeah. is about to see some economic development with yeah. Ecolab and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. I want to make sure and that the we're, railroads is just transportation. Is that, It's just it to yeah. me, that particular point mm-hmm. when you, when you talk about literally transit and what's happening with, with the imports coming in mm-hmm. and going out and mm-hmm. really us being such a mainstay for that. Mm. This lets me know that there, where there's a will, there is a way. Yes. There is too much happening outside of District Four that we need a wow. seat at the table, and you need a uniter. And I think yes. this is yes. why yes. it's yes. important yes. for me mm-hmm. to run. Is because when I look at mm-hmm. all the candidates that's running, which I'm really fond of, yes. Um, yes. as great people, yes. but I think I am the candidate that will help unite the civic, the the yeah. the the regular. Yeah. Every day, um, the right. blue collar and white collar folks that mm-hmm. live in District 4, right. the farmers, the yes. folks that are raising cattle and, and the, the religious you know, community, the, the pastors, yes. the, leaders, yes. the, the elders. leaders. And so what the theme of my campaign is mm. uniting neighbors for a united District 4. That's the mm. theme. I want to unite everybody because I think there's more um, mm. alike. We mm. have more alike with each other than mm. we do have some of the differences. So wow. that's one thing in terms of economic development. Yes, yes, yes. Safety and security. One of the things that I've learned when I was traveling the the uh, traveling through District Four and going through all of the neighborhood association meetings, you don't the the, um, the community policing people show up to these meetings and they're going in and talking oh. about some of the higher level or some of the more frequent issues of crime that's happened. Well, one okay. of the, one of the things that I've, I've listened to mm-hmm. um, from, from Sergeant uh, Nicodemo mm-hmm. is she said, you know, we've gotten a lot of, um, you know, car folks breaking into cars. And a lot of times yeah. it's um, some people are, are leaving, leaving their um doors, uh, their doors oh, unlocked. Yeah, and I yeah. said, well, I said, imagine if we had a way to streamline communication mm-hmm. so we can put out blurbs to say, Hey, this is what's happening. Right. Lock your doors Lock as your a doors. reminder. Yeah. Imagine how much more if our folks in Detroit had a, a clear communication yeah. pathways from yeah. City Hall, mm-hmm. how much more we would be able to get in front of these wow. things. So communication is very near and dear. Wow. And I wow. think it's something that, that we it's we needed. know it's needed it's and needed. we know what we can do to make sure we can improve. Um, on that.
1: Yeah.
0: The other the other two things I'll, I'll speak on these things quickly mm-hmm. is um, fiscal responsibility. Oh. Um we just passed the budget, I believe, August, September, somewhere on that time of, mm-hmm. of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the things that I want to make sure that that I believe we need we need more participation. We need more mm-hmm. community based discussion. Yeah. We need more. Yeah. We need we need a to, hear voice. Yeah. And to hear from the people and hear from mm-hmm. the people where our money is going. Because we oh. this it's taxpayers money. It's what's coming out of our taxes and wow. we owe it to ourselves to go and and for the city of Joliet mm-hmm. to form um, meetings, uh, listening sessions to mm-hmm. literally be able to share, here's where the money is going, here's mm-hmm. what the budget is, mm-hmm. what's your input. Right. That's right. one of the biggest things that I wanna make sure that I bring and that goes along with that communication. But wow. we need more wow. participation with, with the budgeting process and making sure that there's accountability from that particular pr- perspective. But yes. last but not least, One of the things that I've been really, really tied to Mm. is making sure that our faith based pastors and leaders are involved in the process. Why? Because these are our leaders. Mm. They're connected to a lot of citizens. Yes. yes, They are our voice. And remember, if everyone can go back to the civil rights era, we see churches was the Mecca oh. for folks to come together, information. For, for information, mm-hmm. empowerment, yeah. for training.
1: Yeah. And so what even I would like the, Even food pantries. Even food
0: pantries. And that legal stuff. They came there to talk to the pastor that about That is things. correct. Yeah. And yeah. guess what? The pastors can survive and the pastors mm-hmm. can- convene and come together in our town uh, and I'm going to do everything that I can. We've been meeting with the pastors every single month okay. as a part of our district four initiative. Okay. We have a meeting that's going to come up on Saturday. We'll be at okay. Shirley Chateau. Okay. And we'll be back again. I believe it's March 20th meeting okay. with pastors and faith-based leaders again. Okay. We're going to come together and we're going to make sure mm. that our pastors have the ear that they know what's going on in mm-hmm. city council and that they will then in turn carry some of that information back. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to have liaisons at each church mm-hmm. to meet with yes. on a monthly or quarterly basis so that yeah. they can take that information back to the churches, find out what the needs are, right. partner with our pastors yes, and elders. Yes. Because let me tell you, partner with pastors mm-hmm. and elders have a couple different benefits. Mm-hmm. Not only do they help revive the sense of civic responsibility, yeah. they're able to help convene people and get yeah. people out and, and get them to get the information and, and get the assistance that they need. Yes. But not only that, when you look at things from a spiritual capacity, yes, yes. this is what really is going to awaken something on the inside of people to mm. know that the change that they see is right on the inside. Wow. And I think you do that with pastors.
1: You know, it's so important because we talk about, you said the chains people have chains on their minds. You know what I'm saying? They have chains on the heart because they won't love people and just try to get along and things along that line. So I think it's really important to unite the, the, the religious community, like you said, these pastors connect them to the civic responsibility that they have because years ago, pastors did take on that role. They were there. They, they heard what was going on in the church, how it affected them in their communities and people came to the pastors, Absolutely. but now people don't know where to go. They don't mm-hmm. go to the pastor when they have these problems in the community, they don't know where to go. So we do need leaders within our civic um, areas to be able to bridge bridge these gaps and things like that along the way. Let me ask you a question, Chris. What is the best advice that you have been given? Because when you work with people within the civic community, the government, the different leaders, and the religious leaders as well, what is some of the best advice that you've been given? Because you've been a servant, you have a servant's heart, and you've been serving and helping people down through the years. What is the best advice that you have been given over the years that has really stuck with you and it's been like a mantra to you, would I say?
0: Yeah, you're, you're, you are on earth, not because of self, but to serve people. Mm -hmm. And when every, every chance I get, I'm always trying to remind myself that this is about people, the less Mm -hmm. fortunate. The scripture talks about him who is that, that is least among us is though the person that's willing to serve. And so, and if you, if you want to be a dynamic leader Mm -hmm. and you are not willing to serve, then leadership is not for you. So what that meant to me is yeah. that the heart, the mind had to come together and we have to figure out a way to make sure that mm-hmm. everything that we're doing is focused in on the least among us. Mm. And I think to me, there's, Everybody can't do that. Yeah, um, I'm yeah, realizing you're right, that. You're right. Um, some people <laughs> right. just is challenging that area. Some people tend to be a little bit more selfish. Yeah. But in me, I've lived a blessed life. Mm. Um, the Lord has it's been really. Uh, I mean, just. I mean, I'm just really favored. Yeah. Um, blessed with you know with a very um, yeah. nice role and, yeah. and position with with the bank um very um i was you know very lucky and blessed uh to marry my wife who a beautiful who is wife yes yeah, she is very beautiful <laughs> and, and and is the uh, the principal at at uh at Jolly with west high school yes. and just yeah. a good strong supportive family wow i mean my grandfather wow. who who started entrepreneurship when when mm. it was not even uh, even heard of a thing and,
1: in those days yeah and in even serving
0: days. serving people imagine mm. most of us didn't have you know, washers and dryers and things to clean our clothes. So we yeah. had to go to the laundromat to go to the laundry and van. Mr. Parker, um, my grandfather showed up every single day. He talked to everybody, everybody mm. in the whole community. Doesn't matter race, wow. religion or creed. Wow. You knew Mr. Parker and he was, wow. he was a wow. true public servant. And wow. I just think that, and you know, when you, when you have lived this life and you've mm. seen other people that have, has led the life of servanthood. Yes, yes, You you have no other obligation but to become a chief servant. And I will, I believe I will spend the rest of my days serving the, yes. the, those folks that are that are least among us. And when I look at district four, yes, I see out of all the districts, mm-hmm. I believe district four has been the the organization or excuse me, the district that has just missed out on so much of that di- disinvestment and divestment. Mm-hmm. And those days are up and Mm -hmm. I'm coming to be a champion and a fighter to make sure that those least among us in our district are served appropriately Mm -hmm. and that there's equity across the west side, the east side, the south side, and the north side of of Joliet.
1: And, you know, it's really important because, you know, going what you've gone through and being a servant, having a servant's heart, um, like you said, the Lord has blessed you tremendously. Is there a breakthrough that you've had or a certain challenge that you said, wow, I got through that, uh, that you could share? to be able to help someone else that's going through a difficult time. I know that district four is a very challenged area. Like you said, there's still a lot of work to be done in that area. Uh, is there a breakthrough that you can share to help encourage someone that hasn't made it over that hump that's still looking for a hand up, somebody to pull them up. Um, can you share a story with us of, of uh, just something that you've gone through? God has probably has brought you through a lot, but something that people can know you're one of us. You're one of us. You're here now as a leader, but you come through the struggle and you can understand our hearts and things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love to share this. And so Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I think that people may not know is that's near and dear. And I don't talk about it a lot, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm 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 in the process of making sure that um, that something is actually being done about it here locally. Um, So for for a number of weeks here, um, I have actually been uh, working with my therapist on literally Decluttering life oh. and focusing on mental health. Good one. Um, it is Listen. so so important because mm-hmm. so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a taboo subject in the, in the African American community, yeah. um, and I get it. I understand yeah. why. But um, what
1: happens at home stays in home. Stays in home. That is right.
0: And when you're feeling, um, you know, a lot of pressure from responding and mm-hmm. being from dealing with people. And dealing with life
1: itself and life challenges. And not recognized, being recognized. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. not being recognized <laughs> and
0: feeling like you're constantly being stepped over. Mm. You know, I had to take time out and I'm so wow. grateful mm. to really be able to take time out, yes. to really sit down and start yeah. working through. Yeah. What does it mean to yeah. have time for mm. yourself, mm. for your mental capacity yes. to be able to expand yes. so you can serve people, so you can live to, to the best of your ability. Yes. And so some of the things that I used to run into, which mm-hmm. is why the therapist has been very well, um, yes, the yes. sessions have been very fruitful for yes, me, yes. is, you know, life can be so busy. Mm. How do you yeah. follow after purpose? Yeah. Work, a, work a full-time job, mm-hmm. work a part-time job, family. is supportive of family. Yes. You know I mean, you can go on and on. Yeah. How do you, you know, find the time for those things? And I just found out that when this is all said and done, you have to major in the major and not major in the minor. What that means is you have to live by a set of priorities. You have to learn the number one word in the English language is the word no. And you have to learn how to leverage it. You have to learn how to use it. Mm. And you have to prioritize, I'm gonna do these things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and these things I'm gonna say no to. And this is what's gonna keep my balance. This is gonna Mm. keep me healthy. This is gonna keep my mind healthy. So I could serve people so that I can work and be and give people Mm. the most healthiest Chris Parker that I can, that they deserve to help people be pulled up Mm. from their particular situation. So that's, that's really how I'm able to stay motivated. How I'm I'm really, really excited because there's challenges. There's been challenges with me actually running this race. And even, even, um, there was a challenge where, where, um, I was challenged by an opponent several times, um, Mm. because of, It wasn't a challenge to my signatures. Mm -hmm. It was a challenge to the ballot, the ballot that was given to me from the city clerk's office that most other candidates use and some other candidates Mm -hmm. um, got the same thing from the county clerk and use those. But I was the one that was chosen to be be challenged. And then this particular opponent went and took this up to the circuit court. And so we had to uh, retrieve an attorney and fight. these, there's are steps along the way, yeah. but you know what I found yeah. out? We're mm-hmm. not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about the attacks, and we're yeah, not yeah. going to spend a lot of time talking about the thing that was meant to take us down. Yes. We're going to actually spend more time talking about what elevates us, what promotes us and yes. what, what puts us in the best position to honor God through our life. And that's where I want to spend a lot of our time. And that's why through mm. tragedy, through, yes. through hard times, through yes. working through, through, you know, going through yeah. a time where you really needed to mm. seek someone um outside of what's happening on, on the on the spiritual uh yes. set, it is okay. Uh, I believe it's okay. And and one thing that one last thing I'll share with you is that I am looking forward to putting forward in district four a real a mental health day where we bring out professionals, where we work on the body, the mind, and spirit, mm. Because when we start focusing on a healthier district four, our district will become a very promising district, and we will take it back from those folks that really have just decided to skip over us for so long. We are on a comeback, and I'm really excited to lead District 4.
1: Well, folks, we're just about out of time today. I want to thank you so much for listening. We've been talking to Christopher Parker. He's running for District Four. We want you to get out and vote. It's very, very important. Chris, can you leave some information of how people can get in contact with you? Um, how they can be able to support the campaign? How they can get in contact with Abba? There's so many things you're doing, and uh, we want them to be able to contact you directly.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. So I am a, I am really on all the social media sites. So you can reach Christopher Parker at social, uh, uh LinkedIn, at uh, Instagram. Uh, Facebook. you can definitely reach me there. Um also, my email address. You can reach me here and and that is at Christopher at parkerfajoliat dot com. Again, email Christopher at parkerfajoliat dot com. We also have a website www again, that's www You can literally visit Abba. We have a website, and that's mm-hmm. www you can visit us there. All the information on how you can be a part and join. I mean, literally, we want you to connect with us. Um, and, and at the end of the day, if you need to even reach us by phone, please make sure my contact information, you can reach that on our website or even on our social media. Reach me by phone. I want to be here for the people of District 4. Please don't hesitate to reach us. And more on our platform, um, you can reach out to us by, by phone by email or our website. And I do thank you for the time.
1: You know what, folks, we want to thank you for listening. You can also get in contact with Chris on our website. His information will be on there. More updates and, and more information. We want you to leave a comment at Road to Eternity, www.roadtoeternity.net. And we want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts the way that Mr. Christopher Parker is using his gift to make a difference. We'll thank you. We'll see you later.
0: Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.